Hey, I, hey, welcome to Culinary Conversations. I'm your host, Victoria Lewis, and I'm so happy that you chose to join us at the dinner table today. Today, I have my beautiful friend, Chelsea, with us today, and she is, oh my gosh, y'all, the best friend ever. She has an amazing heart. She is full of so much wisdom. She has a blog called Christian Curvy Cool, the three C's. She's also a nurse and a divorced single mom of one, my Nisi Poo scholar, Scott Baby. So I am so happy that you are joining us today. Today we're going to talk about life after divorce, balancing self-care and motherhood, and stewarding your finances well while being a single parent. And when I say my friend is killing it financially out here, she is doing a doggone thing. So before we dive into this conversation, what are we eating or sipping on today? So Chelsea and I made a chicken parmesan spinach mushroom pasta. Now this dish includes seasoned and pan seared to perfection. Chicken breast paired with pasta noodles, sauteed spinach and mushrooms. You get a little hint of garlic, Italian herbs, some Cajun spices, and topped with some Parmesan cheese. And I must say, it's pretty delicious. Chelsea, how, how, how did it go for you? How was your, how was your dish? I have loved it. I'm I'm ready to eat some more right now. Yay. It's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, that's the culinary effect. So I'm so glad that you enjoyed, and um, everything was easy to follow, and the dish turned out great. So let's dive in real quick. So I am super excited to talk to you because for one, Chels, you are an amazing woman of God. You're very intelligent. You are always sharing a lot of wisdom with me. Like I know Chels is my friend that whenever I'm going through my toughest storms, she is there to encourage me and she is there to remind me that I'm worthy of all the things that God has for me. So I wanna make sure I'm giving you your flowers before we dive into this conversation and just say thank you and I appreciate your friendship. Um, so let's get into the conversation and I, (laughs) I always ask my guests this, um, cause I feel like it's a very intuitive question to ask. So do you think your younger self would be proud of the women that you are today and why? Ooh, I think she would be very excited to see the perseverance that, um, was able to maintain going through all the challenges. So I think, I do think my younger self would be very happy. That's great. That's great. You have overcome a lot and we're going to dive right into that. I do know that you are very, you're somebody who's very resilient um, and you've persevered through some tough storms and I'm just proud of you for that. So let's talk about some of those tough storms. Um, one of which is your divorce. So what was the most mm-hmm. significant lesson that you've learned that you would say that you have learned from marriage and divorce? Wow. I would say the most significant thing that I learned is that everything is a process. Mm-hmm. Being married is a process. Being divorced is a process. And you have to figure out how are you going to get through that process? Are you going to do it on your own? Because that can be very difficult. Or are you going to do it with God? And allow God to really mold you and correct you and teach you. And you can allow God to, to really direct your path. 
I'm not going to say that you would be without problems. You're not going to be without problems. But you're going to be able to get through the storms so much better. And that's that's for anything. In any, from, from work to, uh, to marriage to divorce, it's a process. And how you get through it is how you get through it. As long as you do it with God, it's going to be... It's going to be a lot more rewarding in the end. Amen, sis. Amen. <laughs> and through that process, was there some like personal growth or realizations that you discovered about yourself by going through that Ooh. process? One thing I learned for sure is that you can know that you're healed from your divorce or from difficult situations when you can identify any of the wrongs you did. Because it's easy to put all of the blame on someone else. It's easy to say, oh, well, he did this or she did that. Or da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Okay. Like there, there was, there was a hammer and a nail that, you know, nailed the coffin of our marriage, but it wasn't just him doing the hammering. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had some faults of my own. Um, and I think about it like this. I my parents have been married 44 years, you know, shout out to mom and dad, they, they the OGs. <laughs> but I, I realized I never asked my mom, what did it take to be a wife? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you fantasize about how they met, like my parents met in college, they were college sweethearts. I thought that's how it went. Mm-hmm. And so I never asked her throughout the thick of it after having kids and you know, having job changes, we even moved. We started out in Louisiana, then we moved to Arkansas, and now we're all back in Louisiana. And um, but I never asked her how did she, how did she become a wife? What did what did that take? What did that look like? And it wasn't until I became a wife that I asked those questions. And I and I would say I was I was kind of behind the eight ball on that. I should have asked prior to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tried to guide me along the way, but. You know, just my sister and I, my dad was so adamant about making sure that he taught us, you got to be independent. You got to know, you know, how to do things for yourself. Can't depend on a man. But then when you get married, you need to learn how to depend on your husband. Though. Like, mm-hmm. it's not good to just stay in this independent mind state. And that's where I was. And sometimes that clash because we both trying to be the head mm-hmm. and only one really needs to be the head. Right. Yep, that's so true. That's some really good advice. Um, and I and I, I need to talk to Mama because Mama and Daddy because forty four years, baby, that's baby. a blessing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's just married. They dated for like two or three years prior to that. So yeah, so that's that's more than half their life. <laughs> so yes, <Yeah>. I I <laughs> would love to talk to Mama um, and get some advice as well. Just because I didn't grow up in a two-parent household, so, um, or at least, yeah, I did for maybe 10 years, but then my mom I went through a divorce during mm-hmm. my teenage years, so I haven't really seen mm-hmm. long-lasting, healthy marriage, um, it literally right there growing up with it. I know people, mm-hmm. like my grand- grandparents, they were married for a while, but seeing it right there in my home, I'm sure that was uh, amazing experience to experience that and see healthy love yeah. right there in your home and experiencing that. But I was also sure that as a child, you probably didn't see everything. And 
But I'm glad that you at least mm-hmm. asked those questions and got that direction during your marriage. But I'm mostly proud that you, through your healing process, throughout after the aftermath of the divorce, that you realized and learned that, you know, it wasn't just that person. It was also me as well. I had my fault and yes. you're healing from that and you recognize that because it, exactly. it takes two for a marriage to work and it takes two for a marriage to fail. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in anything. Like you really have to see, you know, your side of it as well because we mm-hmm. do become blind to our own actions because because we're us. We're living, we're team number one, we're us, you know, mm-hmm. but you have yeah. to see that there was some contrib- contributions that you made to it doing great and to failing. That's so true, sis. That's so true. <laughs> and I'm curious, since experiencing that, um, experiencing married and then experiencing going through the divorce process and now being divorced, what is your perspective on love mm-hmm. and relationships now? Oh my goodness! I think I, I think I love love even more. I know mm. I know this sounds so crazy, but because I again I took the time to do the healing, and this yeah. was not a thirty day fix. This was years. Um, the divorce was finalized in twenty twenty. My heart wasn't even open to relationships again until just last year. But I still love love because God created it. Yeah. And I can't hate anything that God made. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? All my closest best friends are married. And I love their marriages. I love that they're in love. I love that they are together. I still mm-hmm. see it with my parents. And I know mm-hmm. that God still has it for me. Like, there is not, there's no period on that for me. I know mm-hmm. that I'll get married again. And mm-hmm. it'll be amazing. And I'll be in the right mind state going into it. Um, because I have to be honest with myself, when I went into my last marriage, I did it out of fear. Fear that he was the best that I could get. We had already mm-hmm. dated for many years. I didn't want to start over with someone else. And, you know, it. what I ended up doing is I put more faith in my fear instead of putting my faith in God. And had I kept my faith in God on his direction for my life, who knows who I would have married at first. Mm-hmm. However, because that wasn't the case, God works all things together, right? Mm-hmm. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. So, yeah, that may not have turned out all right, but the next one will. I love yes. it. God, listen, what God puts together, baby, <laughs> no one can pull apart. Listen, okay. amen, okay. period. Because, baby, for one, you are a catch, okay? So, the next one... <laughs> The next one? Oh, baby. They're going to be mm. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, but in due time, I'm also, and even in this season right now, like, you're thriving and you're doing so well. And I know that, like, getting through that, for one, getting through, going through a divorce and being divorced, being a single parent, I know that you have an amazing village. I'm sure that has contributed to the reason why you're able to thrive and the reason why you're able to have a same mind is of course through Jesus, but also through your support system, also through therapy. And, and, and I'm just, I'm proud of you for choosing to continue to keep going. And, and I'm thankful to God that God has carried you through that storm um, because ultimately he is the one that has power over our storms. 
So we're going to have the thorns, but he's the one that has power over our thorns. But baby, the rainbow has came, okay? (laughs) 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 And I'm just so proud of you, Steve. That's great. when, if you look at the story of when the, the disciples was in the boat and there was a storm going on, where was Jesus? <laughs> the the Bible is so specific. Mm. They said he was laying down mm. with a pillow. They wanted you to know he was comfortable. Okay, so that's how God be want us to be in our storm. Like, Sweet. He's like, right. <laughs> You'll be all right. You know, we got. I got you. I got you. Just, you know, trust me. Trust me, don't be worried about what's going on out here. Trust me, the house is tearing apart, but don't don't worry about that. So I'm glad you said that. That reminds me. So during the divorce, there was something God specifically told me to do, and he told me through Latrice. Mm. So speaking of our village, y'all, when you have a village that are Christians, I mean, they really... When, I'm not saying these people are perfect, because I'm not perfect. None of us are. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people whose heart is submitted to God. Like, I want to do the will of God. When you have a village of that, mm-hmm. listen, the sisters in Christ back in Little Rock. Powerful. <laughs> we powerful sisterhood. Powerful. I love y'all. <laughs> spoke to her and told her to tell me. I still have the screenshot of the text message. Get off social media until I tell you to get back on. Lord, you mean to tell me that I can't scroll on Instagram and find some sub tweets and some things to show that I'm really hurting, but I don't want people to think I'm hurting, but I'm gonna post this anyway. So I can't do that, Lord. No, I had to get off of social media and Mm. consecrate myself with Him. I went to work, I raised my child, and I sat before Him. Mm. It was difficult because, as a people person like I am, you know, I'm trying to scroll. And, he said, no, I need your focus. If I had not done that, I don't know what this would have looked like mm-hmm. on this post-divorce life for me. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to also touch on the importance of, because you chose to be obedient in that. And, and, and because you were able to, because you chose obedience, and, you know, sacrificing that, you know, showing, like, because you are a people person. You love community, but God told you to sit still, get away, remove those distractions, um, and yeah. obey him and listen. And in that stillness, he has freed you. He has healed you. And mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. And I want to, we're going to tap, get to that, but just where you are today post-divorce. Ain't nobody but God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nobody but God. And and definitely not Chelsea. <laughs> Nobody but God. And and I'm thankful just speaking also on our sisterhood that we have and the ladies of believers that we are and able to hear from God. It's, especially trees, because when you get a message from trees, you, you know. <laughs> you are not nervous like, uh oh, she said hey boo. Okay. I know it, it's the hey boo <laughs> <laughs> the message out the way. Oh, we love you, what, Trace. What so. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I always describe our friendship, our sisterhood, as a a representation of Christ's love. Like I like 
what I feel like we, we would get in heaven. Like we're not perfect, um, yeah. but it's a it's a piece of heaven on earth. That's what our friendship mm-hmm. feels like to me, and and it's just so beautiful. It's so, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have, and it's it's and it's nobody, be, and it's it's centered around Christ, um, and the love that we have for mm-hmm. Him. That's the example on how we are with how we treat each other and how we love each exactly. other. So, so my single mommy for right now, <laughs> how has single motherhood reshaped your sense of self and identity? So, okay. So during that quiet season with the Lord, mm-hmm. he ended up um, telling me to start a blog. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's a caveat to that because there's a two part to it. So one is for what he wanted to do through it. And the other thing is what he helped me financially because of it. So I'll get on that in a second. But he had me start a blog called Christian Kirby. Cool. He is the, the Holy Spirit literally is the one who gave me the name. I was driving... I was driving actually to Louisiana to come see my parents. And I was like, Lord, mm-hmm. what should I name this blog? And I was mm-hmm. like, he was like, these are the things that make up you. You're Christian. You're curvy. Because, you know, plus size, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cool with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I want you to be relatable to people because that's going to help heal them. So years prior, I wanted to start a fashion blog a long time ago. And I just never got mm-hmm. to it. But then that year, I started Christian Kirby Cool. And through that, through being a single mom and going through a divorce, God showed me, don't lose yourself in being a mama. Mm. Put your makeup on, girl. Mm-hmm. Slick it. Slick it. Because like, <laughs> okay, they, slick. they, they slick down. <laughs> you, know, you know. Okay. <laughs> like, get yourself together. Like, mm-hmm. um, don't let what you're going through you know, dictate how you are, how you act towards people, how you, uh, um, you know, dress yourself, how you dress your child, you know. Skylar and I, we both go out the house looking good, okay? Mm -hmm. My mom Mm -hmm. always said that, you know, when you step outside, you represent God, your family, and then yourself, you will last on their list, honey, represent me well. That's what my mom (laughs) used to say, okay? I love it. You know, (laughs) listen, I got to get Vivian on the show because my mom is, she's a vibe. Come on, mama. But, but. But I'm gonna have to tell it. You're gonna have to get over your fear of speaking and just come do it because she's a wealth of knowledge. But it's a choice. Um, single motherhood, also not being afraid to ask your community. Mm. Victoria, when I, you know, after I got to come out to Atlanta and travel nurse out there, which was so awesome. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I love Atlanta. The whole, you know, Fayetteville, all all the cities. I miss um, you too. I had to. <laughs> so I had to come back to Arkansas and I was not happy about it I was not I was very very upset there was a situation where my daughter couldn't stay with her dad any longer and um she had to come back with me so you know navigating you know as a single mom okay who's gonna watch her while I work Mm -hmm. because my family lived in Louisiana at this time I'm I'm in Arkansas essentially by myself and then that's when I started coining the phrase Family, I would tell y'all, y'all are my family. I kid you not. On I will work the weekends, and on the weekends, each one of the girls out of our group. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got Sky Baby this weekend. 
um, a few of my friends from church. I got Sky Baby this weekend. Mm-hmm. And y'all, they wouldn't even charge me. I would try to send money sometimes and they'd be like, why you send me this? Mm-hmm. I'm about to uh, reject this cash out. And then, like, you, listen, ask for the help. Mm-hmm. Because God, listen, don't be so prideful that you don't ask for the help because you don't know what blessing you're missing out on that. Yeah. You have no clue. And you don't know what blessing someone else is missing out on that. Because there was a friend of mine who had a drop-off daycare that she was trying to start up. And every now and again, I would utilize her. And because of that, she was able to thrive in her, her business. So now, by me not being disobedient, me being obedient to what God said, hey, ask for the help, it ended up having a thriving business for, business for someone else. So I would say don't look at single motherhood as if you are used goods. Those thoughts came in my mind, too. The mm-hmm. enemy going to throw them, honey. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Samuels had everybody thinking that if you're a single mom, you're used goods, okay? <laughs> not Kenneth Samuels. But- <laughs> 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 no, seriously, but society yeah. and social media will tell you that you cannot do anything now that you yes. have a child, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Period. That's so and true. You'll be surprised who all you can connect with through that. So it's been a eye opening revelation for me. That's beautiful, and I and I feel like you handled it well because um, society does give it's a lot of misconceptions um, with single parenthood and. I know my mom was a single mom um, for a period, and and why single mom was four, <laughs> and I still <laughs> she's also a nurse, just as like you, and I still don't know how um, she did it. But like I said, y'all are who the single mamas are some powerful women, okay? <laughs> y'all are some powerful women, uh, resilient women, um, and thank you. And I'm just proud of you. And regardless of what mis- the misconceptions that society says, baby, you thriving. <laughs> you doing well, okay? You are doing well. And I want to tap into going from, um, you know, you, were, you and your family and then being divorced. And I know that was a lifestyle adjustment and change for you and your child. How did you get yeah. to that place? And, and what gave you that mindset of, being able to be financially responsible and stewarding your finances well? Well, honestly, it started out young in general. My, mm-hmm. <laughs> as my dad calls my mom, she is the president of the financial services of the Sutton <laughs> household. Okay, my mom <laughs> taught me how to budget. Okay, I had the little checkbook things back when I was younger and everything. I had my ups and downs, okay? But um, once I went through the divorce, we went from six figure two income to now it's solo dolo five i think i was like five figure income like it was it was it was kind of i was nervous mm-hmm. um because i was like whoa okay now you know i've got to handle all this on my own yeah budgeting was not a problem for me we were you know i would you know try to teach my husband at the time how to budget it was falling on deaf ears but now it's like okay well now you're on your own so you can handle your own budget how we gonna budget this money mm-hmm. so um you know i know a lot of people it's like oh well, you're a nurse so you make a lot of that. yes however my expenses are just as big okay because now mm-hmm. i have this child really to myself and i 
there is no child support. We did not. We did joint custody at the time, and um, and although essentially that ended up changing to where I pretty much have her full time. Literally, God told me, "I take care of you, not him." And so until God tells me so, I'm not you know making any custody changes or doing anything on the legal end because God really has taken care of me. He told me to start the blog, not just to help other women being single moms and going through divorces, but because it became a business for me. Mm-hmm. So by making it a business, God showed me how to get deductions and be able to um, be able to make more um, through having it as a business. So, you know, I ended up researching a whole lot of stuff. I started being a part of different things. I started being curious, and that's very important. Mm. Start being curious. Don't be so focused on what the number's looking like in your pocket right now. Be curious about how to make more, how to get a high-interest yielding savings account, how to make sure that you get a life insurance policy because, baby, one day it will be the end day for you. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make sure that you pass the generational wealth on? I started listening to Dave Ramsey like every day. And then, you know, Anthony O'Neill, I ended up <laughs> following him religiously. Okay, mm-hmm. still do. Um, mm-hmm. I even called into the show one time and he gave me amazing uh, tips that I recorded and put as a reel on my Instagram. So y'all got to check it out on oh, Christian that's Kirk. so dope. Cool. <laughs> but Anthony O'Neill really was beneficial for me as far as being focused on my finances, um, having that emergency savings, paying yes. up. And so you have to budget. You got to know where where's your finances going. If you don't mm-hmm. know where it's going, then you're going to keep chasing your tail. Also, telling yourself no. Learn how to tell yourself no. We mm-hmm. good and grown. I'm grown. I'm grown. Yeah, mm-hmm. be so grown that you tell yourself no. Mm-hmm. Do I want to buy all the things? Absolutely. But... I have to look at what's most important for me and for Skylar. Yes, the having that financial discipline is is <laughs> vital, <laughs> and I'm exactly. sure it's even more vital as a single parent. and And I love some of the things, the gems that you were dropping. Um, <laughs> and I hope to any other, not just single mamas or moms who's going into divorce or anybody out there. I hope y'all taking what she, you know, taking heed to what she was saying and also mm-hmm. being curious and looking at some of the resources that she mentioned with Dave Ramsey and Anthony mm-hmm. O'Neill. It's so much out there. Um, it really is. That you can educate yourself on and get yourself in a better place financially. So that's amazing, mm-hmm. sis. That's amazing. And I know one of the things um, that you mentioned that you shared with me, um, and hopefully we can talk about it here too, where you mentioned mm-hmm. that one of your goals, ultimately financial goals, is to invest into properties for single moms. Yes. Can you share a little bit more about that? So, and what's funny is um, that was one of the questions that I asked Anthony about was, this is my dream to create a community for single moms. And not that y'all stay in single motherhood, it's just to get a start. So mm-hmm. this year I bought a home, okay? I bought a home and it was, ah, listen, <laughs> y'all, I'm loving it, okay? I'm trying to slow myself down because I just want to pack this thing out, but budget, <laughs> budget. Budget. But um, <laughs> budget is very key. So the Lord um, told a friend of mine who ended up telling me, Chelsea, mm-hmm. you need to teach 
other single moms mm-hmm. how they can purchase a home. And it went right along with the, the, the dream I had of starting a community where I would make rent to own homes for women who want to buy a home, live in a safe place, live in a safe home. And it's a community. So then different women can help and support one another. I don't know if I ever get it. I, I think I will. I feel like I will. Um, but that's one of my biggest goals is to create that and teach financial literacy and business development and things like that. So it's not just nursing with you, girl. I love nursing. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, but there are just some more things that I want to do to help, you know, women who are just like me have been in the same spaces that I've been in and trying to start from scratch. First off, one thing we're going to do is remove that because we're going to say that you <laughs> will get it. <laughs> That you will, you will accomplish this, okay? (laughs) We're not doing that. No, 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 no. God calls you to it, so he going to see you through it, baby. Girl, no, we're not doing that. Can I get that on a shirt? (laughs) I need that on a shirt. We're not doing that, no. (laughs) So, yeah. Through that, though, you know, when we ask God for something, real talk. Mm -hmm. God. God to put a whole river right mm-hmm. in front of you, mm-hmm. but he cannot make you drink. It is your choice. And I choose to do what he tells me to do. And I choose to search for myself, the resources to help me. Last year, I had a real estate um, coach. His name was Henry Washington, living in um, Northwest Arkansas. The way I found out about him, I was listening to a podcast. Sometimes turn the radio off, y'all, and listen to some podcasts. Mm -hmm. Again, that's what I mean when I say be curious. Start putting yourself in the places where you want to be, learning the information you want to learn so that when it is time, God is like, look how you stewarded Mm -hmm. what I taught you, what I gave you. You have an iPhone. You stewarded your iPhone to listen Mm -hmm. to the free podcast that come (laughs) on your phone. And it's all about how... Are you going to steward what God is giving you? Steward your child because your child is not yours. Your child is the Lord's. How are you going to steward this gift God is giving you, this body that God is giving you, mm-hmm. these finances, this job, everything that God is giving you? How are you going to steward it? And that's what he's looking for. That's what he wants to see in each and every one of us. Yes. So you're right. I am going to succeed in this and it will happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. In Jesus name. <laughs> <laughs> It is going to happen. <laughs> and I know that you have these amazing grand goals and goals that you will accomplish. But sis, how do you balance your mental health, your self-care, and prioritizing taking care of your child? Mm. It can definitely be tough sometimes. It, it can. I'm, I'm not going to say that I get it right every single day. That, that that's just impossible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I knew is that it's funny, y'all. Uh, I mean, yesterday when Victoria and I were just kind of chatting, I told her how this was a full circle moment. Mm-hmm. In October of 2020, I tried to take my life. Mm-hmm. And it was because I didn't fully grieve the divorce. And the fact that my life had changed so drastically, so fast, that all I was doing was moving, 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 moving at God's speed, but I didn't take time to heal what I wasn't revealing, which was 
my whole life changed in a matter of minutes because this was an unexpected divorce, right? None of us saw it coming. None of us saw it coming. Um, And it was at that moment that I realized, okay, I got to get some therapy. I got to get some therapy. And I think God was ushering me into that because at that time I was watching Transformation Church and Pastor Mike did a series called FU, which was Forgiveness University, mm-hmm. at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And um, what I learned through that was when you don't take the time to forgive, then not only does it cause a spiritual death, it causes a physical death mm-hmm. because you start um, storing up bitterness and wrath. So taking care of my mental health was most important. I started going to a therapist. Um, That broke down the generational curse of, uh uh-uh, we don't see therapists. You're Christian. You just pray about it. Yes, prayer is good. But he said that there is safety in a multitude of counselors. Mm -hmm. So if I can go to a medical doctor for my physical needs and health, I can see a psychiatrist or a therapist for my mental needs. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that helped me even in my career so that I'm not ruminating over life's circumstances while I'm at work. I'm getting my spiritual because I still, you know, put my time in with the Lord. But I'm also getting my practical because now the therapist is showing me tips and tricks on what I can do to navigate, you know, being a single mom, going through all these different things because these are life changes. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, with my study time, I incorporate Skylar into it a lot. Baby, Skylar is anointed, okay? She's going to be it somebody is. little preacher one yes. day. Yes. Somebody's <laughs> preacher. When I say she teaches me so much, mm. and y'all don't, don't think that talking about God is too heavy for kids. They're the best ones. Jesus talks about, listen, the least of these will be the greatest, okay? Mm. So he's talking about the children, like the kids. Mm-hmm. Their faith is so much better than ours. Mm-hmm. If I say, Skylar, I'm going to get you some ice cream, best believe she believes it, no, doesn't question it, and will remind me, you know. <laughs> but when it comes to us with God and he says, I got you, we like, but do you got me? I think I got me better than you got me. God, I don't know. God be like, be like your kid, please. Yes. So, you know, cutting in, you know, that time, bringing her into my Bible study time, and I still have my own single time with God. But mm-hmm. I do it with her. Um, That's beautiful. And then just, you know, I try not to work too much. You know, because sometimes you can get in the habit of working all these extra hours and doing this and doing that. Making sure that you spend time with your kid. Seriously, that you will not get this time back. I mean, she went from they baby so to fast. now she's six. Yes, they grow up so fast. Ace, Ace over here looking 30. I'm like, Ace, you was just a baby. <laughs> Shoot, I remember when Sky was just a baby. Like, had us watching uh, Mona, Mona 555 times. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I watched that movie 8 million times, and then it moved But that's so beautiful. Just paying attention to your time is important. Yeah. And if you need to take a day off, take a day off. Mm-hmm. Have a fun day with your kids. Yeah, my mental health days are real. It's, it's <laughs> Use them. And and I'm so glad that you're still here with us today, sis. Thank I'm you. so glad Thank that you, you didn't choose to take your life that day. Yeah. So, in this full circle moment, three years later. Ooh. 
Come on, three. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, oh, Lord. <laughs> Only he could do these things. Only he Only could he do can this. Do it. Only he can do it. I want to talk about, so with Sky Baby, with your child, um, with Skylar, do you think that y'all relationship has evolved more since post-divorce? Oh, I, listen, she's my little mini bestie. Um, so... I go to a workout at four th- or five a.m. We get up at four thirty in the morning, and um, the trainer was like, "You guys seem very close, like, you know, because he has kids." And he's like, "But you all, like, it looks like y'all have like this really special bond." And I said, mm-hmm. "We really do," mm-hmm. um, and it's because I don't cut her out of my life. When y'all would invite me places, I'm like, okay, just know Skylar coming. Y'all be like, mm-hmm. come on, okay, bring us. <laughs> and then that's how I can teach her, no, this is not how you act. Uh-uh, we don't run around. We're not doing all this. So now she's learning etiquette and hanging out with the big girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, trying to find out what she likes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, learning about what she likes and then letting her see what I do in my life. And not saying, okay, you got to go to your grandma's house or you got to go over here because I'm going to go do this and this. No, no, I include her in a lot of stuff. Now, I do still have my adult time. Don't get me wrong. You need adult time. Mm -hmm. But I include her in a lot. And I think because of that, she feels closer to me. Like, you know, mommy is her best friend. And Mm -hmm. I I love that. (laughs) And I I try to cultivate that in, in the best way that I can. You're such a great mom. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And you are too. You are too. (laughs) Thank you, sis. But you're doing an amazing job with Skylar. And I just wanted to tell you that you were doing an amazing job with Skylar. And you see that through her. She is she when 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 you just said she's anointed. No, y'all, she's really anointed. Like that girl, some of the things you be sharing, like what she shared with you, and I just be like, Wow, coming out of a child's mouth. Oh gosh, you're so beautiful. So beautiful. I guess it could have been different, you know. After work, I worked in the NICU for two years, and to see what could have been, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's hard. Um, but I just think that he just he made it a little easy for me because I'm like <laughs> she is she she's a great kid. She really yeah. is. She is a great child, and I wonder um, because you're the you're the primary disciplinary, you're the primary care. Get, you know, caretaker, you're the primary parent. So, do mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have moments where you may feel overstimulated or overwhelmed and just stretched mm-hmm. in. Do you ever feel like your ability to parent is affected based off feeling those emotions or you're, you're not in a great place mentally? Absolutely. And how, and Absolutely. how do you overcome those things? Um, about, what, a month ago? I say a month ago. I I got into this headspace. Um, I call them depressive episodes because I don't know what other words I can call it. But basically, mm-hmm. I was just in my head. And it was really because, again, healing is, I think you talked about this with, um, was it with your mom? But healing is not linear. Mm-hmm. It's you go through ebbs and flows, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I am healed and I'm still healed, but I still have my moments where, you know, maybe a lot is going on at this time and I'm taking on too much. Maybe I haven't spent time in my word for the last couple of days and 
now the seeds that Satan was trying to plant are starting to take root. Mm. That happened about a month ago, and God didn't let me stay in that place long. I got overstimulated when I was around. Like, Skylar was just, you know, y'all, she got the energy of, like, 14 cheetahs, okay? She is very (laughs) energetic. But so am I. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, she get it honest. (laughs) And I just, I I had these moments where I was like, Skylar, you need to go in your room. You need to play with your toys. And you need to leave mommy alone for about 20 minutes. I'm going to set an alarm. And when that alarm goes off, that's when you can come and hang out with mommy. Mm. And she was like, okay. And then she go in the room. I said, the little, I said like the little clock alarm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just went in my room and I just, I need to be compressed. Yeah. And, you know, there's moments where I'm like, was that bad? I hope that went bad. But then she comes in there and she gave me the biggest hug. Mm-hmm. Or she'll say, Mommy, I love you. And I'm like, okay, I didn't ruin my kid. My kid don't need therapy today because of me. Okay, great, great. Okay, I did it right. But we have our moments. I have my moments. I am. It is not always. And I hope that it doesn't come off like every day is sunshine and daisies. No, there are some rainy days. It is how I persevere through it that changes. Where it may used to take two or three weeks to get out of a depressive episode. Now it's only a matter of hours or a day. Because I'm, I still am um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm still sensitive. And what that means is God may send one of my friends to call me, like Maya, <laughs> and say, hey, boo, I got a word from you from, for God, from God. Let me, mm-hmm. let me go on and tell you. It's a hard one. But let me go on and tell you. Okay. Or my coworker who walked up to me and was like, hey, girl. Hey, uh, Holy Spirit just gave me something. And like literally in a matter of seconds. He came up to say, hey, next thing you know, he's writing down the scripture that the Lord put on his mind that answered and confirmed something that I was upset with God about. Not upset at God, but upset. And I went to God about it. Mm. And so so he'll do those kind of things. But again, it's how you persevere through the loads. So Mm. that daily choice and it's a daily choice. What you just shared with me last night was just so powerful about perseverance and how it is literally choosing, well, choosing God daily, for one. Choosing God daily. But also perseverance is also, what is your faith? Looking at what your faith looks like and choosing to trust in God. Even (laughs) even when things are shaky, you know, you're still persevering through that and and choosing to still continue to believe. And that is so mm-hmm. powerful um, because I know I'm in a stretch season right now. And that just blessed me um, just hearing when, like I said, I, I always enjoy talking to you because you just, you just, you just fill me up, girl, with your, with your words. <laughs> you just fill me up with your words of wisdom. And, oh. <laughs> And you I always God God make me go through these things. Like yes. I'm never talking about something that I haven't gone through. <laughs> like you're going through it. But the beautiful thing okay. about that is you're what you're going through is going to inspire someone else and encourage someone else. Like your pain, your That's suffering is is not in vain whatsoever. It's gonna bless and help someone else. So um, cause I know it's been moments yeah. where it has blessed and encouraged and it helped me. I'm just proud that you even, you know, you're a willing vessel because again, you have to make that choice and you're making that choice daily. 
And I know it's you know, it's, it's not always an easy choice, uh, but you do it, friend. Mm-hmm. You do it. Girl. <laughs> it's his it's not his friend. Cause sometimes I be like, you know what, God, I'ma just lay down. He be like, no, you're gonna get back up. Okay. But um my mom always says life is about the choices you make. Mm-hmm. I choose wisely. And so I may not have always made the best choices, but um in making those bad choices and going through that, those lessons, I can either let those lessons make me better or let those lessons make me better. And so I just I just rather do better, honey. That nobody have time for better. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> and it just made me think about Choosing your heart to like, you gonna either choose to be broke, <laughs> yeah, or you gonna choose to continue to, to be diligent and work hard. Yes, yeah, so the Asian lady. Yes, yeah. and she was like, no, she, she, she read me too. So she was like, and or she like, it's hard working out and you know, get, you know, waking up early, but it's it, it's harder to be <laughs> ugly and broke. So <laughs> choose your heart. <laughs> So, <laughs> what? Okay. I was like, girl, okay. you ch- that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> you really do have to choose your heart because you mm-hmm. can buy everything you want mm-hmm. and be broke. Yep. And that's hard. Yep, it is. <laughs> you can budget mm-hmm. and that's hard. Yep. But hey, at least you won't be broke. <laughs> right, exactly. And at least you will have financial stability and peace of mind. So. That part. <laughs> Choose your heart. (laughs) What's some advice that you would give um, to that mama out there who is undergoing a divorce um, and just don't know what to do next and trying to build and trying to start planning financially by taking care of her, herself, and her child or children? Like, What advice would you give to that woman? Hmm. Well, number one, I would say you need to get connected with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, because first of all, he's the, he's the number one creative. He comes up with creative ways to help you in any circumstance. But also how he pulls in different people to help you. So start out praying. If you're at a church, Go to your pastor. I know I did. I said at the altar. Okay. I cried at the altar. <laughs> and Pastor Tracy was like, baby, I got you. Thank you. Um, look for resources. Be curious. Look for resources. Are there um are you working a job that is working for you? Okay. If it's not, okay, does your job pay for you to go back to school? Let's say you're a CNA. Okay, you work for a hospital. They pay for school a lot of times. Look for grants. Look for funding uh, so that you can go back to school and get you another degree. Um, Look on YouTube. Find something to teach you about another trade or a business. Okay, you want to, you like making clothes? Okay, see if you can save to buy you an embroidery, you know, device that you can start making clothes with or anything that you can find to make a business for yourself and alleviate, you know, some of the stresses financially. If you have multiple kids, okay, well, start speaking to them uh, life. Um, They definitely need to be in the word because when your kids are in the word for real, it's going to make things so much better for you. And this is why, because they're not going to be so influenced by the society today. 
Mm. Like these kids today are led by social media. So when you actually let them pull back from that and focus on the word, start making family time, start looking up women who are going through what you've gone through. There's a lady on uh, Instagram. She has, I think, five kids. And she teaches them uh, generational wealth and financial literacy. She has these papers that she print out and she'll teach them. Okay, let's say you're 18, you graduated high school, you're making a decision, you don't want to go to college. Okay, so what is that going to look like for you? Let's write it out. And I love that. And she's a single mom. So start looking up those resources. It is not, you're not dead. You're not, it's not over. You're not done. You're not finished. You have these children or kids to raise. And God still has purpose for you. So in the search for the assignment that God has on your life, just finding, find your community, um, go to God, be curious, research the things that is going to help you grow and, um, and make sure that you spend some time with those kiddos and enjoy life. Just enjoy life. Yeah. It's all going to work out in the end. It really I love is. That. I love that. Come on with the gems, Chelsea. Yes, girl. <laughs> Listen, I told y'all I love talking to her because when I say she is full of so much wisdom, and y'all should definitely check out her blog, Christian Kirby Cool, where you can get more of these gems and life lessons and just more about her walk, um, her faith walk, and and just this journey in general. So I that has definitely blessed me. And before we end today, I would like to ask you, what is one thing that you're leaving at the dinner table today? Ooh. Um, I'm leaving behind the cape, as my therapist used to say, take the cape off. I'm leaving the cape on the table. I don't have to wear it. God has graced me enough to do what needs to be done without me feeling like I have to be the one that does it all. I can take a break. I can relax. Yes, yes, black woman. Yes, yes, black woman of God. Y'all put that cape yes. down, please. Put, put the cape, the cape down. down. No more strong black woman. Yes. I'm princess, okay? Period. Okay. Period. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And what's one thing that you're taking away from this conversation today? Continuing to trust God and be influential. Yes. Like you guys, you and Alex, y'all are doing amazing. Well, thank you so much, sis. I enjoyed having you. I love you so, so much. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Culinary Conversations. Be sure to check out the recipe that will be linked in the show notes below. And until next time, bye.